There's only four games in Major League Baseball today, but we don't deserve you. We're short slate. We're big on information here on the Wind Daily Podcast for June 3rd, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy here with our DFS weatherman, Mark Paquette. And Mark, I'm feeling sunny today. You know why? Why is that, Scott? I had a very good day in DFS NASCAR on Sunday. Uh, I actually, in the Pocono 400, uh, the top three drivers were all in my lineup. Kyle Busch, followed by Brett Keselowski and Eric Jones. All in my lineup, I finished uh, seven. I finished 13th, 17th, and 24th in the three tournaments, and I won uh, three satellite qualifier tickets. Excellent. Excellent. Send yeah. some of that skill my way today. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, no, nobody forecast weather. There's only four games today, uh, Mr. Drip Drop, but uh, are, we, uh, are we concerned about anything? No, nothing to be concerned about. Chicago, low 70s, low humidity, wind blowing out to left about 10 miles an hour. So a pretty neutral park. You generally look for wind, uh, temperatures to be above 80. Humidity is up and the wind's over 15 to really have a big factor uh, and for bats in a positive way. Arizona, pretty hot there. Obviously, roof will be closed. Seattle, gorgeous weather, 70 degrees. Roof will be open. And last but not least, I think we have a game in San Diego, and yes. San Diego is San Diego. It's going to be 70 degrees and sunny. All right, so short slate today, four games. I'm looking at DraftKings. You can play a, a full slate. Of course, you can play Showdown. Uh, you know, when there's a short slate like this, are you, are you more inclined to play more of the Showdown-type game? I'm not a huge Showdown person. I've done it a few times. I did it when – my Patriots were in the Super Bowl the last two years and did okay. I prefer just more the classic uh, DFS. Though on a day like today, I'll probably have some free time. I'm going to probably play more of the all-day slate. And that's more about me wanting to pick on John Lester than anything. But it, that will be my strategy today. Yeah, I think it's a good day, though, where if you, know, if you haven't really played the showdown before, uh, and you're used to this just this daily intensity because so many daily fantasy players are so intense on a day-to-day basis. It gives you a chance to explore more of the showdown slate. It's, uh, you know, I'm so used to just, I'm pretty much a tournament guy. You know, like I only want the upside. That's that's the way I am. But uh, it, it makes a singular game more interesting. Yeah, it does. I'm looking on FanDuel. I don't think they have a showdown. So which which game is DK using it as? Uh, is it the uh, last one with Arizona, or what are they doing? What game? Uh, let me let me check here. Uh, yeah, I, I'm looking at, looking at the four game slate uh, over over on DraftKings. Let's see. Uh, bringing up the menu here. Uh, looks like looks looks like uh, the the four o'clock game is uh, is showdown. How is it? I mean, I'm on my DraftKings app, and I I don't. It just has the full roster option, so maybe maybe. Uh, I'm also looking at Houston and Seattle as a as a featured game as well. Awesome. Okay. And yeah. That's all on FanDuel. Yeah. The no, this DraftKings. Oh, uh, draft they have Kings. the three okay. game slate. Uh, they have uh, they have a showdown for the Cubs game. They have a showdown for Houston and Seattle. 
and also they have a two-game uh, 10-10 slate. I see, I see. Yeah, so DraftKings has some more options in terms of the showdown than FanDuel today. FanDuel, unless they put something up as we go through the day, has nothing. Okay. Uh, all right, well, I'm your, your DraftKings beat reporter, and I guess he's your FanDuel beat reporter. There we go. We got both covered, right? Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you feel less enthusiastic with a, with a shorter slate, or how do you see your, your strategies change? You know, I mean, I hate to call myself a degenerate. I, I just love fantasy, whether it's DFS or season long in general. So I'll be playing some. So really, because it's a four-game slate, it really doesn't discourage me any. Obviously, in terms of strategy, if you miss the top guy, um, you're going to be in big trouble on such a short slate. But, I mean, you could sort of say the same thing on, on any slate if you miss the top guy. Like, who was the top scorer yesterday? Probably Matt Scherzer. If you didn't use him, yeah, you're going to be in trouble probably because of how highly you owned he was anyway. So it, it, it changes your strategy a little bit, but I'm going to be playing about the same. Yeah, Max Scherzer didn't want to come out of the game yesterday. Yeah, I saw that clip. That was uh, You don't often see that uh, in Major League Baseball or in any sports, but I think you have a guy that's been there in a while with Scherzer who has a pretty high standing in the league, and then you have a relatively new manager in Dave Martinez. So, And obviously Scherzer was on his game, so you had a kind of a collision course there yesterday. Now, if we're playing this, this full slate here, you say you want to attack John Lester, uh, you know, in that early game. Uh, I know that the Dodgers have a very good offense, but Lester has a 190 ERA at home. Uh, in 23, 23 and two-thirds innings pitch, he's, uh, he's he struck out 26. Uh, he's allowed 31 hits, but he's only walked three. I know Lester was bumpy his last time out, but uh, maybe you're thinking this is the start of a trend here, or is this – just a case of, uh, you know, the Dodgers being the best offense on the board. Hey, um, they're playing the Angels at Wrigley. It is an L.A. team, but it is the Angels. I'm sorry. I'm thinking that uh, – I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm looking at LAA and not LAD. It's my yeah. mistake. Uh, you, why wouldn't you want Lester against an offense like this, I was saying? Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I, um, a few people in the industry that I follow are – what I call, I wrote about this the other day, are John Lester regression like theorists that basically, by advanced statistics, FIP, Sierra, K per nine, walks per nine, he had been pitching above his head for much of his later part of his career, the last couple of years. And eventually, their strategy is we're going to pick on him because eventually he's going to fall apart. And I think that's what you're starting to see over the last three games, just on FanDuel. He is combined for a grand total of 27 fantasy points over the last three games. He's given up at least four earned runs in each start. And going back to the 18th against Washington, it's five earned runs. Against Philly on the 23rd, it's four earned runs. And the 28th against Houston, it's seven earned runs. And he's given up 10, 7, and 8 hits, respectively. So I think what we're seeing is... My philosophy is is that he's catching up to, or he's becoming what the advanced statistics uh, show him to be. So I'm I'm gonna pick on him because I like Wrigley Field as a hitting park. It's not great today, but it's pretty darn neutral or slightly above. And 
I, I'm going to use some of the righty bats from uh, the Angels. I know they're not that good against lefties, the Angels, but, hey, I, I think Lester has a good chance of getting blown up. But it's the Angels, though. I, yeah. I guess uh, you got David Fletcher on DraftKings at 4,300. I mean, if you're going to pick an Angel bat, uh, there's one. If Cesar Pueyo is in uh, the lineup, uh, he, he's only 4,200. Uh, yeah. But uh, I, I don't think there's anybody that can run an angel stack. And uh, I'm going to go contrarian against you and uh, say, okay, the guy pitches over his head for one more game. Yeah. Yeah, the Caesar Pilo that you mentioned, he's a guy I've been quietly rostering for. Uh, he didn't play, I don't believe, on Friday night or Saturday. One of those nights he didn't play, but he played yesterday and he played the other day, and I've been rostering each time. Didn't check and see what his price is on FanDuel yet, but I can do that as I'm speaking. But he seems to be a pretty uh, a lefty masher, and I like his spot there today. And on FanDuel, he is, let's see, well, shouldn't take me that long to do it. He's still priced down. He's on this list at, uh, let's see, I don't, odd, I don't see him. <laughs> Oh, there he well, is. There he is. 3300 So his price has come up a little bit on FanDuel, but still a guy I'm going to roster. You mentioned, like, Fletcher. I mean, obviously, you can always go with Trout. So. Uh, but I'm, I'm definitely for attacking Trevor Cahill on the other side. You yeah. know, that's that that's what I'd rather do. Uh, you know, that, that seems to be the play. Uh, if you want to spend up for Anthony Rizzo, he's, he's 5800 uh, you know, that's that's kind of lofty, but then again, you know, it, it is a short slate. And if you're playing four games, you may decide, you know, hey, that's my guy to really anchor the lineup around. You got Kyle Schwarber at just 4,100 if you expect him to go yard there. Uh, Jason Hayward's only 4,200, but, you know, Hayward's not a guy I like regardless. It's, uh, I, th- I think it'd be hard to run a stack from either side in this game, though. But, yeah. uh, maybe get some righty bats in there against. And it doesn't matter against Cahill as well. Uh, you know, you, you you try to you try to do that uh, as well. Chris Bryan is is uh, Chris Bryan is uh, you know is is not one of those I'm going to be going for today, obviously. But uh, you know, Javier Baez at forty eight. At forty eight hundred is is somebody else to consider as well. Uh, be tricky spot here though. Uh, the Angels have announced that Cam Bendrosian is going to be the opener, so you don't know how long he's going to go. Probably an inning match, maybe two if he gets by it quickly in the first inning. But that could neutralize the right-handed bats, uh, Bryant, um, whoever they lead off. I mean, gen- uh, you would think if they go with a righty opener, they may lead off with. Uh, Schwarber. So maybe Schwarber and Rizzo will get a couple hacks against Bedrosian as a righty-lefty matchup, but Bryant will be on the, the weak side of that matchup. Yeah, it's uh, it's just I can't have, I can't spend on Bryant and uh, Rizzo at the same time. I guess I was trying to say it obvious, but it's, it's not. Right. You know, he, he, just, he just came back from you know, from from that injury too. So and Baez has been battling a sore heel and really hasn't been doing anything at the plate. So that's not a guy I'm going to look to roster either. So maybe if you're going to go Cubs, yeah, go Schwarber, go Rizzo, and then try to go elsewhere. 
All right, let's go to the night slate. Uh, it's the Dodgers and the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, tonight. And uh, so it'll be Walker Bueller against against Robbie Ray. Uh, you know, Ray is somebody you certainly would want to attack with, with this lineup. And, you know, just not a lot of good pitching here. I, I think Walker Bueller is probably the guy that did uh, – that you have to say is your top pitcher, you know, 8,900, but you know, it's certainly not a walkover lineup for Bueller. Um, yeah, Waller, Walker Bueller is my one B. I like actually Noler better on, on the night. If you're going to spend up for a pitcher, but let's talk about the matchup. Yeah. Ray, as everyone knows, has a ton of potential, throws the ball a million miles an hour, not literally figuratively, but he just doesn't last long in games. He walks too many batters, goes deep in counts, has not lasted a full six innings in any start this year. And now he's going against the Dodgers. The only good thing is the Dodgers um, are far better against right-handed hitters than, I mean, pitchers than left-handed pitchers. But they're still middle of the pack in most advanced statistics against lefties. So it's not like they're weak. So, yeah, I, I, Ray, if I was making five, six, seven, or mass, multi, mass multi-entering, I would look for him because he has upside, but... The Dodgers lineup is pretty uh, stacked from top to bottom, and they'll they'll make Ray work. So I, I wouldn't expect him to get to six full innings today. Bueller is uh, three and one with a three forty nine ERA uh, on the road, so he, he is some he is somewhat hittable. But uh, you're gonna you're gonna want some of these Dodger bats, you know. Uh, you know, one of the maybe the second stack of the night here, uh, Justin Turner at forty three hundred. Is uh you know somebody I I definitely want in in there. Uh, Kiki Hernandez is uh is only thirty nine hundred, so he's uh he's somebody else that I have to consider. You know when I'm when I'm looking at these uh at these bats, you know for for the Los Angeles Dodgers, you know there are there are two that I definitely want uh right there for those righty righty lefty sort of splits uh you know on the outfield though you got a lot of lefty lefty but you know i'd still be motivated to to take cody bellinger at 5500 yeah another guy to look at will smith the rookie catcher if he's in there really good hitter that's a good right call hitter. yeah 2300 on Fanduel. not sure what he is on DraftKings, but i'm sure it'll be cheap but you got to make sure he's in there um he's probably he's a better hitter than austin barnes but obviously they depend on Austin Barnes and trust him quite a bit. Yeah. Actually, I've, Austin Barnes is on the injured list, so don't worry about trusting Austin yeah. Barnes. So, Will Smith yeah. is only 2700 on DraftKings, so yeah, that's, wow, I really that's, like that call. Yeah. 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 And then, like you said, a lot of the outfield matchups, Peterson won't play against Ray. Bellinger, you can't bench anymore against lefty-lefty. And on Verdugo, I forget whether he's a righty or a lefty. I think he's, he's a lefty. Yeah, so he won't be in there either. So probably they'll they'll have Chris Taylor in the lineup. He's only twenty four hundred dollars on FanDuel. Hasn't been exactly that good of a player to the fantasy or real life this year, but he'll be in the lineup. And if you want savings, you can go there as well. So then uh, the game that we mentioned that we really like for pitching uh, for the Phillies side, uh, Philadelphia at San Diego tonight, uh, ten ten p.m. Eastern. Uh, it is Aaron Nola against Eric Lauer. Uh, you know we've seen Lauer pitch well, but uh, you know this is this is a lineup that could probably get a few runs off of him. 
Uh, Aaron Nola, you know, has to be the number one pitching pick tonight in 9,600 against this Padres lineup. Otherwise, you know, I'm not seeing too much I like from this game. Yeah, because I mentioned Nola is my number one pitcher tonight. A, he's a little bit cheaper than Bueller on FanDuel, 10,004 to 9,006. But he has just, whatever he has done, whatever he's rediscovered, he's that same pitcher that he was last year. He is now 4-0 and in his last six starts with a 2.5 ERA. He hasn't given up more than three earned runs in any start in his last four. And San Diego is not good against righties. I, I did, wrote up the pitching article today. I believe they were like bottom five in Woba, bottom five in ISO, and was I think they were the top or the second most. Uh, they strike out the most against righties in the league. So Noller's where I'm going. And if I could do a little bit of research, I would wonder how San Diego does against curveballs because that's Noller's top pitch, a big. 12 to 6 breaking ball, reminding of uh, many people my age of Mike Boddicker. So I like Nola a lot tonight. Yeah, he has yet to lose on the road uh, this year. Uh, he's he's actually 3 uh, and 0, oh, but his, his ERA on the road is 585. Nola has yet to you lose overall. He's 6 and 0. Oh. Right. So he's been getting offensive support. But on the other side, you mentioned Lauer. Coming off a, a decent, a really good start, actually, against the Yankees, considering what the Yankees have been doing to the rest of the league, and just hasn't got blown up. I wrote him up as a GPP target just because of that. I mean, he could string together a game, but looking at what you said about, it just seems strange that sometimes pitchers just get offensive support, and that seems to be NOLA this year. Obviously, the Phillies are a good lineup, but they don't score that much for other pitchers, so they just like hitting when Nola's on the mound. We might not see a lot of offense in this game tonight. Eric Lauer's been much better at home than on the road, taking advantage of that environment 2-2 two and two with a 2.67 ERA, so this might not be the game that you go to for offense. Houston is at Seattle at 10-10 uh, p.m. Eastern tonight, and uh, this is this is where you know, you'll, you'll probably stack some Astros against Wade LeBlanc, and you may or may not get a, a good outing. And then you got Corbin Martin at 7,100 uh, against, against, against Seattle. Uh, you know, that lineup is, is not something you always want to, want to pick a starter against. Yeah, this is a strange game. I think, yeah, I mean, Martin has been up and down, had a really terrific uh, first start, his major league appearance, but it's been two – Walking too many batter, batters overall and hasn't been that good the last few. Houston's lineup is, with all their injuries, with Altuve and Springer still out there, players like Matt Straw and Derek Fisher, again, their, their chances to prove that they're major league hitters. So if you want some savings and you want a piece of the Houston lineup, don't be afraid to put those guys in. Of course, Fisher is a lefty. LeBlanc is a lefty, so but he has been playing even with lefty-lefty matchups. But Max Straw is a guy to look for. I believe he has been playing in the outfield as well. But yeah, Houston, you got to like Bregman. Uh, you got to like some other bats in that lineup. Marvin Gonzalez has just been really good. Um, probably with a lefty on the mound, Jake Marisnik will be in there. Those kinds of batters. Yeah, Marisnik is just 4,100, and you can always get some offense out of him. Yuli Gurel is starting to pick it up, and he's just 3,500. Uh, then you have Breckman's 4,900. 
Uh, Robinson Chirinos, uh, he's 3,800. So maybe you get your catcher there. But, uh, you know, what's our favorite stack of the day? You know, is, is, it, is it Houston possibly? You know, especially if we're just playing this night slate, or do we go with the Dodgers against Arizona? Yeah. Well, in a case like that, I'll pick on the weaker pitcher. And even though Ray has been tremendously inconsistent, he has a ton of potential. And so I think Wade LeBlanc is the weaker pitcher. So I'll, I'll try to pick on Houston. I'm okay, and then pitching wise, pitching wise, we like Aaron Nola the best. Uh, and I would say if we're playing a full day slate, uh, I would say John Lester second, and probably Walker Bueller third. Really, not an opportunity to, to save money, at least from the DraftKings side, unless you go with Lauer at seventy three hundred. Yeah, and that's that's always risky. He doesn't have a ton of strikeout or upside potential, so. He's not going to give you a 40-point game. He may not have a 40-point game in his career, whether it be on FanDuel or DraftKings. So, um, yeah, I think it's pretty top-heavy when it comes to pitcher. Obviously, you and I disagree on Mr. Lester, but we'll we'll see what happens. And I just proved myself wrong with Lauer. He got 49 fantasy points on FanDuel, his second-to-last start versus Arizona. So, (laughs) there you go. That may be his only start above 40. All right, Mark, always a pleasure on the Wind Daily podcast uh, as well. Uh, you know, check out everything that we have on the site. Uh, we have some great new lineup lock information uh, every night uh, from 5 to 7 p.m. from Jaguar Lou uh, with all the, the matchups that he likes when the lineups come out. So uh, thanks a lot for listening to the Wind Daily podcast, and we'll see you for a bigger slate tomorrow.